Hello and welcome to the Bliss Bean Show. I'm your host, Patrice, and on this podcast, we talk about how to design intentional days, create meaningful work, and get more out of life. Welcome back to the Bliss Bean Show. Today, I'm doing another episode of our series in collaboration with the Gap Year Association, where we are interviewing a couple of people who have taken gap years and have some really cool stories about how it helped them to develop. So Jada is an actor, dancer, and singer who also creates videos for her lifestyle YouTube channel. Today, we're going to talk about her gap year and how it changed her views about high school. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, thank you for having me. When you reached out, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Right up my alley. I know exactly <laughs> what I want to say. So let's get into it. Yeah, because I watched your video on YouTube and I was like, this is already basically a podcast episode. I could just save this Literally. and upload it to the Blissfiend show, pop my intro on there and we're done. <laughs> but yeah, you could just like feel free to get started at whatever point you think makes sense in your story because I love hearing it. Yeah, Um. let's see. So um, I was a junior in high school and I was planning on just finishing out my year. Well, I guess I should preface that I went to a performing arts high school. I was majoring in musical theater and dance. Um, I had been there for six years because it was also a middle school that directly like transitioned into a high school. So I've known that place my entire life. I was just kind of ready to be done because I was like, you know what? I took early classes. I took summer classes. I should just go ahead and graduate early. Like if I have the opportunity to like, why not just graduate early? Um, so I was like, let's just do it. And, uh, I had to find a loophole because my administration is so weird. Teachers, that's the thing. It's like, I feel like they're here for you sometimes and then they're not here for you sometimes. So like, honestly, when it comes to education, I had to be in charge of my own stuff. Like I had to be on top of it. I had to know what credits I needed because no one was Mm going to tell me, like I had to know what classes I needed to take because no one was going to tell me and no one knew their options. So I ended up being one of the only people graduating, um, from the class of 2020 in the class of 2019, which luckily I did because COVID and like, I, I, it's just crazy how that happened. Like, I don't know how I lucked out on that one, but, um, before I graduated, I was honestly considering college. I'd been considering college since I was in elementary school. I was like, Oh, I'm going to go to Juilliard or I'm going to go to, you know, like whatever, 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 like somewhere. Um, and then I don't, I really don't like people always ask me like, when did it switch for you? And I was like, honestly, I don't really know. I think it was just kind of me knowing that I was going to, um, graduate graduate early and knowing that I was too late to apply to colleges anyway. So I was already going to take a quote unquote gap year. Um, but before I graduated high school, I do, I did realize that I wasn't even going to go to college. And I think it was because I knew that, um, you know, I know my passion now, I know what I want to do right now. And if I want to pursue it now while I'm young, school is always there, you know? So, um, so that's kind of what happened. And before I graduated high school, I knew I was like, let's just do the thing. Let's go and audition. Let's, you know, possibly move to New York City. And it just kind of happened. And, you know, people are always like, well, you have to have tons of money or you have to like do this and this and this. And I'm like, I didn't come from money. I didn't come from a household that had tons of money to just throw around for someone to go and live in New York City right after high school, you know? So um, it was such an interesting process. And now looking back, I'm like, things just work out, you know, (laughs) like when you really are passionate about something. And, you know, like when I knew what I was passionate about, I was like, well, I don't really need college to kind of explore what I'm, you know, ready to do because I already know what I'm ready to do. So yeah, that's kind of my story. So yeah. (laughs) You said you were thinking about going to a college like Juilliard. Would you say that was because of like the prestigious reputation that it had or external pressures, like people encouraging you to go to a place like that? 
No, I think it was because, like, I mean, this is, again, like, in fifth grade. I know when I was in middle school and high school, I was never even thinking about Juilliard. But just because I went to a performing arts, even elementary mm-hmm. school, so, like, we were always surrounded by the arts. The arts always surrounded us. Like, you know, it was always like, oh, the arts school in college is Juilliard, you know? Like, at that to- at that point, like, I really did think that Juilliard was the only school that had, like, <laughs> dance and music. And I'm like, every college, like, basically has some sort of extent of, you know, the arts. Um, so, yeah, no external pressures to you know choose Juilliard but I will say that as soon as I graduated um I was always doing well in school so everyone was genuinely confused as to why I wasn't pursuing the Mm. college career path because they're like I mean if you have the grades if you have the the smart GPA and like whatever to go like just go and I'm like well I just I just don't want to I don't know (laughs) like I just didn't want to so there was a lot of I guess external pressure there when it came to friends you know I guess it, it did come out of a good place like wanting me to you know like succeed and whatnot but I just didn't feel it like I didn't feel a pull towards college and if I would have went I would have went for the wrong reason so yeah so when you were in high school and you knew that um once you graduated you would not be going straight to college as other people did what was your initial plan and then I guess how did also that change once coronavirus hit all of us yeah so that's so funny that you say like what was my plan because really truly and honestly um I knew that after um graduating I I was honestly scared like I was scared because I was like well I mean I do have a full year but what do I want to do in that year like I can't just drop everything and move to New York City um but what I did do after a month of getting bored of being at home already and not really you know having college to look forward to within uh within the next couple of months um I was like mom (laughs) I'm just gonna I'm gonna go to New York City for two weeks. And she was like, huh? And I was like, I mean, the tickets are literally like 114 round trip. I was like, I don't know why they're so cheap. Um, I was like, I just, I just wanna go, like just to go. And I have a place to stay, like I just wanna explore. And that's it. And she was like, I'm nervous. Like, I have an Asian mom. So, you know, they're always overprotective and like, whatever. And my dad was like, sure, like, you can go. <laughs> um, but my mom really was like, why do you want to go? Like, you know, and I was like, well, I've been there before. And I went there um, earlier that year on a school trip to watch Broadway shows and whatnot with my tech uh, class because I took a tech. I'm not a tech major in any form, but I did take that. uh what's it called elective class just because I wanted to fill up my schedule with something and it was so interesting because tech is also like behind the scenes so like I was in New York City for a good week I think uh that April so graduated in June then I was like okay in July I was like I want to go by myself like I kind of know the way of the subway like you know and that's kind of scary like being 17 years old like freshly out of high school just being like I'm gonna go and do it so um and I think when you're that young you don't question anything like I think it can seem so much scarier and it's funny because I have friends who are like 25 26 and they're like how did you do that like that makes literally no sense I couldn't even do that now and I was like I think it's because I was so naive like naiveness has like this perk to it of just like oblivion is bliss or no oblivion ignorance is bliss oh my god you know the bliss being <laughs> instead of oblivion <laughs> ignorance is bliss to a certain extent because when you don't know like when you don't really have anything to worry about you don't you know so I was just ready. So I went up there and I stayed there for two full weeks. Like, mind you, like, that's a long time to be kind of quote unquote alone, like in the city, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when I was there, I was just like, wow, like, this is exactly where I would, um, where I want to be. So it kind of guided my mental path that way. But still, like, I didn't know what I wanted to do, how I was going to be able to sustainably live up there. 
Um, so I came back and I immediately got bored again. I was like, oh man, like I want to go back to New York City because the plan when I was in middle school and high school was to move to California. I wanted to be in California so bad, LA girl, you know, um, acting, doing the thing. But I had graduated so, I guess, the last minute in my brain that I, and then also I'm 17. I didn't have a car of my own. I was like, that just doesn't make any sense when in New York City, I have friends who are already in college who live there. They have a subway system. I don't need a car. I was like, okay, this seems like the perfect, you know, place for right now. And I fell in love with it. Like truly, I don't know, but it was just like the best Aww. place. And I was never considering New York City for some reason. Like I had even watched Gossip Girl and like 90210. <laughs> and I was like, 90210. I was like, I want to be in LA. Don't want to be in New York City. I don't know. I just never considered it. So, um, being there and it's crazy because I'd done Broadway and theater for so long so I know that theater's in New York City but I just still had never considered it you know I was just ready to move to LA um but yeah so I came back was bored took two months to just be like oh like what's going on you know and then I started focusing more on like my spirituality and whatnot and was like you know what like things will just come to me like they will come to me because I'm on this wavelength and I was journaling and I was like reading and I was you know just like fueling my brain with things and I was like you know what I feel good right now and as soon as I like felt like good and like whole with whatever I like, I knew that this was the path that I needed to be on right now, kind of all the stress went away. And it's crazy. It's literally I still look back on it. and I'm like, how did this happen? But um, a girl who was a grade below me that we had always been like, you know, she'd always been a grade below me since elementary school she went to the same elementary school same middle school same high school our parents knew each other whatever but like I wasn't best friends with her or anything she was just like an acquaintance that I always knew her mom had like <laughs> dm'd my dad on facebook and was like hey like um my daughter's like vocal teacher like needs a nanny to live with her in new york city um in exchange for <laughs> yeah i know it was crazy <laughs> like in exchange for just like living there in the city for a bit um it'll be like a three-month gig because she got a gig with like the metropolitan opera which is like huge but she just had a newborn son that's like eight months old like still breastfeeding the dad has like a full-time business here so he couldn't go and she didn't want to pay for like nanny care up there because it's expensive so she was like i would just love someone who's like from charlotte like from north carolina to like go up there with me i'd fly them there like i just and then they could stay with me watch my son in exchange for living in new york city and being able to audition and i was like oh my god what like literally it was the exact thing that I needed in order to move there, live there rent free, but also audition and have the time of my life, like for the bit of time that I had with them. Um, so I was there from September to December with that family, the best family ever. Um, and then I came back for like winter break, I guess, like December, end of, you know, Christmas and New Year's and whatever. And then I went back up there in January with my dad and we got a whole like Airbnb stitch and I was supposed to be there like January 2020 to like May 2020 and obviously we know COVID hit so by March 2020 I did end up coming back and I've been in Charlotte since but um, all the opportunities that I've gotten in New York City were so amazing and it just showed how independent I was and I learned so much from that and um, if COVID wasn't you know a thing I'd definitely still be up there in some way shape or form because it is attainable and once you're actually like fully in it you know like in the environment it like it doesn't seem so far-fetched anymore like oh New York City scary like oh LA scary you know because now I've, I've already done it like I've already lived there like on my own pretty sustainably and like did the thing so yeah so I didn't have a plan but it just kind of fell into exactly what I wanted to happen <laughs> I guess that's how yeah I guess that's how I answer that question <laughs> I really like that you you took advantage of like the connections and the opportunities that you had so the first time that you went to New York on your own you visited someone that you knew there right so I think that's so important to just like think about who you know 
and what could that allow you to explore and I totally agree with like visiting a city and falling in love with it right away I visited New York um just like on spring break with my family and I loved it and then I remember coming back so I live in Madison Wisconsin if anyone listening doesn't know and I live kind of on the outskirts so it's like boring suburbs and so when we got back we were driving home at like the middle of the night so middle of the night Wisconsin suburb compared to like New York City which they literally call the city that never sleeps it was so depressing to come back so I can totally imagine like why you just wanted to go back there I'm definitely curious to ask about some of the things that you did um, once you got home from your first trip alone to New York so you talked about uh, working on your spirituality and journaling and things like that so what were some of the specific things that you did to basically like call that opportunity into your life that was perfect what they yeah, offered to I you know. those three months in new york isn't that crazy like i still look back and i'm like that they could have asked someone else they could have easily just went with someone else but as soon as i got that message like i called the number immediately you know like didn't even text and introduce myself i just called and i was like hi are you so and so like i'd love to speak with you about this blah 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 blah. like i'm referred by blah 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 um but yeah i really do think that this whole thing set up perfectly because of everything that I had done previously, not just in the month that I was, you know, back home, just figuring out my life, but also just, you know, developing connections and networking, like how you were just mentioning, um, with just everyone, like just being genuinely a nice human to people like that will give back, you know, like if I was awful and like rude and whatever, like I doubt that, you know, she would have reached out to my dad being like, I think your daughter would be like a perfect fit to go and like, you know, live with her. So, I think just being a genuine person and also being able to, you know, believe in your skills enough because also (laughs) I forgot to mention, I didn't have any nannying experience prior to this. So I literally jumped headfirst with like a newborn and like, you know, like how is a mother supposed to trust like someone who's like 17, you know, like I could have easily been like, I'm irresponsible. I don't do this and this and this, but like I proved every single thing and I was like, I can do it. Like I was like, whatever you need me to do, like I'll do it. So it's also that determination because I could have easily been scared off from, you know, like having the responsibility of taking care of a kid and just being like, I don't think that'll work. Like, I'll just wait for another opportunity. I'm like, no, like that was literally exactly what put me in the right place in the right time. So I think just being a good person, that's first of all, (laughs) just to everyone networking and speaking to everybody, no matter what field you're in, because nine times out of 10, if you know somebody, you will get the job over somebody who has the education, the resume, the whole CV, whatever, like, uh, you know, like you don't need, you don't need all of that stuff in order to just, you know, your skills, your skills are your skills. And also your personality is your personality and no one can really take that from you. So I always say that, um, But as far as, you know, coming back home, I'm not going to lie, like it was awful because I was like, how am I supposed to get up there right now? And I wasn't working a job. I was still doing YouTube. I don't know if I was getting paid at the time. I don't think I was. So I was just like, how am I supposed to make money right now in order to go up there? Um, I had uh, taught dance uh, studio lessons here um, in Charlotte to everyone who went to my high school. So I like um, knew someone who, you know, like it's always whoever, you know, so she owned the studio. So she was like, Jada, of course you could teach here. And, you know, I did my whole exit project on that. So kind of all of that setting me up for, you know, that and preparing me to move to New York city, all of those skills that I had accumulated through throughout the years was what allowed me to just 
be completely aligned with that um opportunity and I don't consider that as like luck at all like that was definitely planned for me and that was something that was meant for me you know and I think people have to realize that like things are meant for you like whatever you're destined like whatever you believe that you're destined for you are destined for so um if you don't think you're like good enough or you don't think you're going to be successful and whatever then unfortunately like those are going to be the things that start to manifest in your life and I always tell people like you don't have to be like a happy person 24 seven but like you have to have um enough confidence in yourself to know that you know like I I will be exactly where I want to be so there's no need to be anxious there's no need to worry there's no need to um constantly like be down on yourself because you're not exactly where you want to be right now and I'm like you can't compare your day like one to someone's day 5050 you know like you, you you can't so um you know I knew that I wasn't going to be able to just like jump to New York City but I also didn't see that opportunity there are so many things you don't see right in front of you because you know, we, we live in a pretty tunnel vision world. Like we see whatever's in front of us. We know our parents, we know our environment, we know the four walls of our high school. But when it comes to literally being offered to live in New York city as a nanny, like, you know, like literally Jesse, um, like you don't see, you don't see that, you don't see those things. So I always tell people like, be open to opportunities because if I was constantly down on myself, I don't think I would have even had the courage to say yes to this job opportunity that changed my life essentially. So, yeah. It was so perfect for you. So I'm sure that you were busy being a nanny during those three months, but with the free time that you did have, what were some of the opportunities that you had that helped you to, I guess, develop not only as a person, but also like looking for career opportunities as well? Because you were, you know, trying to build your career in New York City as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually had so many opportunities and you would think that I was, you know, stuck with the kid like 24 seven, but I actually wasn't. She had a lot of off days, which is also another reason why she didn't want to hire a nanny because she didn't want like a different nanny with him every single day. Like she didn't want, you know, she didn't want the instability of like having many nannies at once, you know? Um, So she was like, I just want someone to live with me so that it just, it's easy. So we did have to work our schedules around each other and whatnot, but, um, just all of those little skills that you develop that someone can easily teach you about and be like, oh, this is how to be responsible. But like, you don't know how to be responsible until you actually like do it. You know, like someone can teach you how to drive, but if you don't do it, you're not going to know how to drive. Like no matter how much good of a driver you think you are, you're not going to know until you get behind the wheel. So same thing with like, you know, responsibility and just like, literally figuring out the subway system like I knew the subway system I didn't even have to look at my phone like I knew exactly where all the trains went like it was just like those are the things and skills that you learn while up there that prepare you for so many things whether that's just being accountable knowing how early to catch the train before you get to an audition and I had tons of auditions I actually the first audition that I had I booked the lead role of so it was really really fun it was like the short film that I did um and I was on backstage looking up auditions I even had an audition for um Hamilton, but I think that was when I come came back, and then I got a call back for Hamilton. Um, there was like thirty five girls there, and I definitely was like the youngest person in the room, and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is it, like I'm here, you know. And I didn't have to go to college to get that experience of like, you know, kind of. I always tell my friends this, but. I feel like, again, it's so easy when you're like 22, like fresh out of college to be so scared of the world because you've already kind of gotten the taste of the quote unquote real real world in college. So you kind of like, you know, down yourself because you're like, oh, I might not be as talented as I think I am. Like me being 17, I jumped straight into a Broadway Hamilton audition with 400 other girls not going to college for musical theater because I also believe that I was blessed with going to performing arts high school and knowing how to audition and doing all that stuff. So I'm like, why would I waste this knowledge that I have 
right now and go to college for four extra years if I don't want to, if I, if I just want to try it now, you know, like if it doesn't work and I'm like not feeling too good about it, then I'll go back to college and, you know, like a year after and I'll figure it out. But right now, while I have this, like, why not just do it? So I got so many opportunities just from saying yes and just from talking to people and meeting new people and just literally having the New York experience. Those are the things you don't see in high school because you're always so worried about what people think about you and what people are going to say and what people, people this, you know, but um, you kind of have to just sit back and be like, what do I want from this lifetime? You know? And then when you figure that out, everything just kind of aligns with that. And I truly believe that. So yeah. So then you came back and uh, were you working on your YouTube channel for for the rest of that time while we were all um, having to self-quarantine at home? Yeah, um, I was working on that. I also forgot to mention that I got signed to a dance agency while I was in New York City the first time. And then after that, I dropped that agency. So I really wanted to sign again for film and TV, not so much dance, because, you know, if I was signed for film and TV, I feel like I can get all my dance auditions and whatever through that. But because I was only signed for dance, they didn't represent me for film and TV, which is something that's super important for actors, especially if you're um, if you're trying to get into the industry, because that's just how you get auditions. Um, so I was working so hard to get an agent and that was like my main thing, but didn't realize, well, here, I dropped my agent like July or August of 2020. So it was towards the end. So I was with them for a while. Um, but before dropping that, I didn't realize like, oh my God, like I actually want more. Like, I don't just want this one agent who's like not really doing much for me, you know? Um, so I was so scared to leave because I was like, oh, like now it's going to look like I don't have uh, representation and I'm not going to look as, you know, like mature. Like I have, you know, things under my belt or professional, but I was like, you know what? I'm destined for more. I'm going to leave. So I dropped the agency and I was like, I'm determined to get signed within, you know, the next month. And I did. (laughs) So like, literally, it's crazy because you just, I I mean, I, again, truly believe that what you believe that you're destined for, you are destined for. So I was working so hard on um, just getting signed. So that was like my main priority. And then um, my YouTube channel all throughout this year. So it was so, or throughout this year, throughout last year. Um, So yeah, I was definitely working on that a ton. So yeah, and then podcasting, started back up my podcast so just tons of things that I was doing because you know when you're not in school you just you you make your own schedule and that's kind of scary but yeah (laughs) so I feel like every time you were presented with some new maybe scary opportunity you just went for it and then when it worked out well that was just a sign to you that like you would be okay and you could survive this stuff and you could thrive and do really well and just keep looking for more opportunities one question I did want to ask was did you find that there were any opportunities for you to like continue learning in other ways outside of formal education? Because I always like to say that, you know, even if you're not learning in a formal academic environment during your gap year, you're still learning. You're learning yes. things about yourself, about the world, career skills, just random topics that interest you that you otherwise would not have time to learn about. So did you have any of that? Yeah, um, I listen to podcasts all the time, always a podcast listener. That's why I even, you know, restarted my own. Um, I also read tons and tons and tons of Medium articles. I don't, I just love Medium so much. I don't know what it is, but I think Shelby Church got me into it because she was like, oh, I'm going to write on Medium. I was like, I never heard of the site. Like, I didn't know it was like a, a writing site like Wikipedia or not Wikipedia, like WikiHow, you know, where people just wrote articles and whatever. Um, so I pay like a $5 subscription a month just to like read Medium articles because I feel like that was the best way to like 
get rid of my social media addiction and just like actually switch it to something else that's more healthy, but that's still my phone, you know? Um, I did a lot of actual physical reading as well. Um, I also just, I, I just think that experience is the best teacher and sometimes that can't be taught through a textbook. I personally believe that like everything that you experience, whether if it's the short encounters that you have with grocery store clerks or just the phone calls that you have about, you know, like um, with your bank and just learning more about financial things and just learning about all those things, like doing your own laundry for Christ's sake. Like so many people still can't do that for some reason. And they're in like their <laughs> junior year of college. And I'm like, uh-uh. I'm like, get it together. Come on. We got to move a little forward. Um, but yeah, just like all of those things and just like um, just all of the adulting things. Like I literally, my podcast is called, um, called High Key Adulting. So like it's mm-hmm. all about adulting and just like doing the thing and just not being afraid to jump into things. Because I think so many people are scared of failure. So, you know, they'll just like not do the opportunity or they'll just kind of pass on it or don't think they're good enough to submit to something. And I'm like, you are, I promise. And if you're not right now, that's a learning experience so that you can get better. So every audition that I didn't get, you know, like th- those are learning experiences. Everything that you know, just talking to, again, like a bank clerk or whatever, just about my finances. It's like, oh, like, didn't know that. Cool. You know? Um, Yeah, just all these things that you just start learning. And I don't think that that's, again, things that people teach, you know, in school. Yeah. So once you got to the end of kind of quote unquote gap year, because you kind of knew that you didn't want to go to college. But once once you got to the end of that first year, so like July, August 2020, Was there any part of you that was at all considering going to college or are there any like future scenarios where you could envision yourself eventually going to college? Yeah, um, I think that towards like summer of 2020, I was like, oh, this actually might be a good time to go into college if I wanted to right now. I don't know how long this is going to last. So I was like, you know, I want to make the best of my time. And if that is college right now, then so be it. Because if I can't like physically be on set or on stage right now, that might be a smart thing to do. Um, So I was, yeah, I was strongly considering it actually, but I'm just not passionate enough about college to like actually do it. So I'm like, okay, how can I actually like start learning more so that it equates to a college, you know, degree in my, in my sense, you know, and for me, that's networking, that's reaching out to people, that's, you know, building my LinkedIn uh, network and like talking to people and reaching out to people. So all of these things, just kind of exploring and seeing what I want to do. And it's funny that you asked because YouTube was a really hard thing for me in 2020, because I had so many friends who were blowing up on the platform that like just started like the year before, or maybe they were just getting their big break. And I'm, you know, 1000% so happy for them but when you see that your um content isn't getting as much recognition for what you know it is you know i know people just still haven't found my content yet but it's still something that i'm so passionate about i love content creating i love being able to push my work onto an audience that just you know loves receiving it and you know that is something that can never be taken away i love youtube so much but over the past two weeks like i even emailed you i was like i'm not really feeling like I'm not really feeling YouTube and I I want the love for it to be there again so that I'm able to fully put my 100% into it. Um, I just didn't think I was worthy enough of taking a break because I was like, yeah, you have 20K, you have 20.5K. And I'm like, that's still a huge audience. Like, you know, like I'm just so hard on myself. Like we always are like biggest, uh, biggest critic, but like I know that there are tons of my subscribers who DM me every single day who are like, I wish I was you. Like, I wish I was at that number. And I was like, you know what? It's not even about the number. Like it's not. I'm just like, 
I think I've realized I just I've fallen out of love with YouTube due to everything else going on on the platform. So it sucked because I was really having a whole crisis because I was like, COVID was the time for me to grow my personal brand and COVID was the time for me to do this and this and this, just like how everyone else felt. So while it may have looked like I was doing so well, posting twice a week, doing all that stuff, I also knew that like my content was just not getting the recognition that I knew, you know, it's worth of, you know? So, and that's disheartening because you're like, okay, well, what do I need to do differently? And sometimes that is like the YouTube algorithm, you know? And I just, it's, it's hard to just be like, well, something else is in control of this because we are in control of our editing and our filming and whatever, but we're not in control of who sees our video and when, you know? So that was difficult because last week I literally was like, I'm, I'm ready to take a not break, but just kind of a creative, like scheduling break. So I had a two times a week uploading schedule as well as a podcast every single week because I thought that that would be good to keep me busy, you know? And while that is good, it's just busyness at this point is not my priority because I had been trying to be busy all of 2020 just so that I could feel like I'm doing something and have a purpose. But now it's getting to a point where I'm like, finally chill, Jada, like take that time to chill. So now I'm just creating content whenever I solely feel like it. I'm going to post on whatever day, no matter what time, not for the algorithm, just because I want to fall in love with YouTube again. And that's something that I learned. And that's not, again, something that I would have learned from a professor telling me like how to fall in love with your craft again. (laughs) You know, like that's (laughs) something that I had to learn on my own, you know, and that I think, you know, is just another way of saying like, guys, same thing. If you guys are in college right now or in high school and like, don't know what you're doing with your life, that's okay. Like it switches. Like sometimes you may not feel passionate about it and that's okay. And sometimes you may feel on the top of the world. And then the next week it just like shuts down. Like it's ever changing and that's okay. So I had to learn that. Um, already in January 2021. And I'm I feel so much better over the past week, just like not having the obligation of posting every single week, like just genuinely whenever I want to And I started creating Oh, my God, TikTok content, the the, the devil word. <laughs> like I literally I'm so, like it makes me so nervous because I'm like, Oh, I never wanted to join this. But actually, I had so much fun. Like I did a um, daily vlog yesterday that I haven't posted yet, because I'm still like editing it because I love editing. Like I, I realized that I hated editing so much with YouTube videos because I like I had just like hated my like the process of editing because I had done it for so long and then yesterday I was having so much fun just like recording clips for a TikTok like a day in the life TikTok I was like wow this is so easy compared to YouTube um but it was just so fun and I was like I haven't felt that happy creating content in so long not because I don't love creating content but because I had been on the platform for so long and you know the repetition of everything was feeling boring just like every person like you fall out of your love of your passion every once in a while, you know, and that I just had to recognize that and not trick myself into thinking that I still loved it because I just realized I'm like, I don't, you know, and when I feel confident and like ready to do this again, then then I will make a schedule, then I'll get back on my ish. But for right now, if I want to post a video here and there, so be it like, you know, like all my subscribers won't just disappear. Like they're all still here for my journey. And like, I've talked to them and they're like, Jada, do what you need to do. They're like, we watch anything you put out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forget. Like, I forget. (laughs) You know, I love you guys. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I just felt like I needed to keep 
pushing and pushing and pushing. But like sometimes when you push too hard, it's just it's not doing anyone any good. It's just stagnant. Like you're not moving anywhere. And like you can't expect different results from doing the same thing for so long, even though I know that my content is good. You know, like I'm proud of every single thing that I put out. Um, I'm just not feeling creatively inspired with my physical environment. You know, like I've been in Charlotte for so long. I miss the hustle and bustle of New York City and I miss the opportunity of what LA could have been, you know. So I just need to realize that like this is my last time to just kind of chill because as soon as COVID is over and like everyone's like up and doing things again, like I want to be my best self, you know. So yeah, I went on a whole tangent, but essentially, <laughs> like essentially I'm just, you know, figuring out things every single day. And that's something that I'm so glad that not being in college has like taught me because I don't really have peers to pressure me like for anything. Like I really don't. I don't have people, you know, like as an inspiration from college because I don't have anyone to look up to except for everyone who's on my phone that I carefully like curate my content. Like who am I inspired by? Who am I looking at? You know? So I think that's really liberating in a sense because I don't feel like I have to be anything right now. Like I don't feel like I have to do something huge because I don't have the pressures of like making straight A's right now and like whatever, you know? So yeah, it's been, it's been good though. I, I, I've been having a good past week. <laughs> that's good. So I think one thing to emphasize is that the really great learning experience I think of a gap year is the fact that you have so much unstructured time which is a huge contrast to what so many people experience in high school because in high school it's like fill up your class schedule and then you'll have plenty to do sign up for a couple of clubs will give you lots to do there'll be these exam dates at the end of the year you'll have to stress out for for those and study for those but then once you have a gap year and you have all this free time to yourself, you have to come up with your own projects and it's kind of hard. like learn yeah. how how you work. So those lessons you talked about, um, how to fall in love with your craft again, 101, <laughs> which would be a great class, but it's just not something that's offered in high school, of course, um, or just learning how to take a break. Those are things that you learn on your own. I, I recently saw that, I don't know if you know the YouTube channel, Amanda Rachel Lee, she took a break last year from YouTube because she was just not in a great space and she really needed to. And then this year she announced she's taking another break, but more proactively because she saw how much it helped her and she wants to make it like an annual thing now. And that's just something that like you learn about yourself through doing this kind of stuff on your own. So you you might not get, you might not learn the type of knowledge that you get tested on or that you get grades on, but it's definitely going to carry through the rest of your life. I want to move on to our lightning round for this last Yay. part. So let's start with what is your favorite book? Okay, my favorite book is Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. I read it in 2020. Best book ever. Like he just puts it in such a like cut like way like it's blunt and it's honestly like makes you kind of hard on yourself but in like a good kind of way like a good kind of hard on yourself his life story is just absolutely beautiful and I don't like uh, nonfiction very much but that was that was really really good so I love that book I haven't heard of that I'll have to check it out and then what is one thing on your bucket list for 2021 Oh my gosh. So I literally turned 18 last year and couldn't celebrate it. Like I turned 18 March 27th of 2020. So I, it was like the week right after, like when everything was really, really shut down. So I couldn't really celebrate that much, but I wanted to go skydiving. Like I'm, I'm that kind of person. So like, I really wanted to go, but now my sister, she's 16, uh, turning 17, but she's like, why don't you just wait for me when I turn 18? So like, let's do it in two Aww. years. So I don't think we're going to do it this year because I don't know if that's even happening, but like definitely 
definitely we we want to do that. So that's a bucket list item for sure. <laughs> that's such a cute sister thing. My brother's 13, so that we would have to wait a while. And I don't know if you'd be interested in skydiving, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was so great talking to you today and hearing your story and like hearing some more of it than I heard in your YouTube video. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much. This is so fun. I hope you're enjoying the series of gap year interviews. So from today's episode, three takeaways that I want to point out. The first one is the importance of networking. So I feel like I'm still trying to figure out exactly what my definition of networking is and how exactly to do that. But I feel like the more time goes by, the more I notice that certain opportunities in my life came about in very unexpected ways, like very coincidental chains of events that I just I met someone and then they introduced me to another person and then they just happened to need someone to do something for this project and I had those skills you know it's all so even if you like me are still a little unclear on what exactly professional networking entails just talk to people and introduce yourself and try new things and that's how more and more opportunities come about kind of like in a snowball effect. My second takeaway is that you're probably capable of more than you think you are. So Jada talked about moving to New York City on her own, doing auditions where she was the youngest person in the room, and a lot of times in those experiences, Beforehand, you might be really scared and really nervous and wonder if your abilities will measure up, but once you throw yourself into that situation and you kind of have no choice but to adapt and to learn the skills that you need, it's kind of amazing how you rise to the challenge and how that experience helps you to grow. My last takeaway slash a recommendation, so when Jada was talking about the opportunity that she had to live and work with that family in New York City, that reminded me of the workaway programs that I did when I was on my gap year in Spain. So I spent about a month in Madrid living with two different host families, and basically the arrangement was that I would help by taking the kids to school, help with chores around the house, um, take the kids to their after-school activities, little things like that, and in exchange I would basically get room and board. So I just wanted to mention that in case what Jada did sounds fun to you but maybe you don't know anyone who's looking for a nanny. The Workaway website has tons of hosts that are looking for that exact kind of help. Probably keep it in mind for after COVID um, once we can travel safely but it is a great place to find ways to travel affordably. For today's Bliss Bean updates I feel like I'm always talking about the Vibely group in this segment of the podcast but I feel like there's just not that much else going on. So the update that I wanted to give is that we are actually looking for ambassadors for the Bliss Bean Vibely group. Basically, ambassadors are like representatives of the Bliss Bean community. They help to welcome new members. They make sure that the discussions in the group chats are flourishing. They help to organize meetups, um, virtual only for the moment, but hopefully in person in the future as well. So if you're interested in applying, I put the link in our Vibely group in the group chat that's titled Bliss Bean World. You might have to scroll up a little bit to find it, but we've already had a bunch of applicants, so I'm very, very excited. If you're listening to this episode the day that it goes live, you probably have about one or two more days until we close the application. So if that's something that sounds interesting to you, please go ahead and get your application in there before the deadline. 
finally, my one recommendation for today. I love when I just kind of stumble upon books on accident. So not because they were on my to read list on Goodreads, but just because I wanted to read something and I opened my online library app, I clicked what is currently available and this one just caught my eye. So this book is called When Breath Becomes Air by Paul Kalanithi. So Paul was 36 years old and just finishing up his training as a neurosurgeon when he was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. So he and his wife were basically preparing to start their lives now that he had finished this really intense training. They were planning on starting a family he wanted to one day also get into writing and become an author and suddenly all of those plans just came crashing down and I'm looking at the Goodreads page right now he wrote um I began to realize that coming face to face with my own mortality in a sense had changed nothing and everything it's really well written and moving and it poses some really difficult questions that I had never really previously considered I just added it to my Goodreads. I rated it five stars. So if you have the opportunity, please check out this book. And that's all I have to talk today. Uh, it's too late at night. My brain is getting confused. That's all I have to talk about with you today. That's what I wanted to say. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your family and friends and leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about The Bliss Bean and connect with me on YouTube and Instagram at TheBlissBean and TheBlissBean.com. If you'd like to sign up to receive the show notes in your inbox every Wednesday morning, that's TheBlissBean.com slash podcast. If you have a listener question, comment, or suggestion, you can send a voice memo to hello at TheBlissBean.com. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.